Have you tried everything from natural to pharmaceutical just to get a good night's rest? Join me, Martha Lewis, as I unpack what's really keeping you up at night and how to change it. You're listening to The Insomnia Fix. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I hope you are having a great day. Before I get started, I want to remind you that I am hosting a masterclass on June 1st at 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be on Zoom, and it's called Solve Your Sleep Mystery. I'm going to talk about the three key things you need to be looking at if you can't sleep. It's not just in your mind. It's not just in your body. There's more to it. And so you want to register at the link in the notes to join. And if you can't make it live, that's fine. I will send you the recording the next day. So I would love to see you on June 1st. And then this will be interactive so you can ask questions. I'll be asking you questions throughout it. So I'm excited to get to connect with you in that way. All right, now let's get into the six most important things I do every day for great sleep. And if you don't know my story yet, I struggled with insomnia for over two years until I finally figured out what was causing it. So it started in late pregnancy. My son is turning seven next week. So this was seven, um, yeah, more than seven years ago that this started. After my son was born, he was not a good sleeper. Once I figured out his sleep, I realized that I wasn't sleeping. And that lasted for two years until I finally figured out by doing this lab testing, I had a parasite that I had gotten probably from traveling in Asia 12 years before. My liver was not functioning well. I was sensitive to gluten and dairy. I had too much copper in my body. So those were just a few of the imbalances that I needed to to work on. And once I did start correcting those things, I started sleeping so much better. But what's interesting is that if I don't take care of my body now, so it's been, you know, five years since I started working on on all those imbalances in, in my body and just slowly over time, my sleep has gotten better to now I sleep great 98% of the time. And if I don't, I usually know what's causing it. Sometimes, you know, random things happen and that's normal. But if I don't take care of my body, my sleep is affected. So I have to make sure I'm doing certain things every day to keep my body in balance so that I can sleep well. And they're really simple things that I've just gotten in the habit of doing. That's just part of my life. So it's not a big deal. And so I realized that these things that I do will help pretty much anyone maintain their health and their, you know, their body's balance. So I want to share them with you here in this episode. I do want to point out that. I do have to make an effort to keep my body healthy. And some of you, most of you probably do as well. And it's easy to think that that's not fair, right? Like your partner can eat whatever they want, drink whatever they want, do whatever they want and still sleep fine and still not even have any real symptoms or health issues. So it doesn't seem fair, right? But I actually feel lucky that I figured this out at a relatively early age. In my 20s and 30s, I could do whatever I wanted. But once I got pregnant, around 40 is when things started deteriorating. And But I feel lucky that that happened, you know, early on before it turned into something like cancer or something major. So sometimes 
we can actually think of it as being grateful that our sleep is affected. That's like a major symptom that we can't ignore and we don't want to ignore, right? And so we're going to do whatever it's going to take to get healthy again so that we can sleep normally. And that's just going to help our health long term. You know, I like to think that everything I'm doing now, everything I do to take care of my body is making me less likely to get cancer and dementia and heart disease and all these things that are so common as we get older, but that doesn't mean that they're normal and that that should be happening to everyone. What's funny too, I don't tell many people this, but I want to share with you. I decided to go to a soul reader a few years ago. So there's a lovely woman in town who can you know, see people's souls and their past lives. And so she uses that information to kind of help you in this life and what your soul has struggled with and what your challenges are. And I went to see her because at the time I had started my business as a pediatric sleep consultant. So I was helping parents with their babies and kids sleep. That's how I got into the whole sleep world in the first place. But things felt really hard to start my business, to be working another job while I was doing that. And I was just questioning if I was on the right path. And so I went and saw this woman who read my soul and told me about my past lives. And she told me that my main challenge for this life is to take care of myself, to keep my body healthy, and that my purpose is to help others be healthy. You know, according to her at the time, I was on the right track. I realized, you know, over the next couple years from there that I I didn't want to work with babies and children forever. My passion was really helping adults and really from a health perspective. And so now I'm fulfilling that purpose that she told me was my purpose, which totally makes sense to me now. But I also realized that my challenge is taking care of myself. And I told a friend this and I said, I don't get it because I'm good at taking care of myself because I... I, you know, exercise every day. I I do what makes me feel good. I connect with friends. I like make sure I get my needs met. And my husband is very supportive about that. But she's said, yeah, but you have to make an effort to do those things. Not everyone has to do those things to feel good and to stay healthy, but you do. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. So I am good at it, but I also need to, to do certain things to stay healthy. But I'm fine with that because that is how I feel good and how I am making sure that, you know, I am staying healthy for the long term and I am enjoying my life in the short term as well. So instead of thinking it's not fair, which doesn't really serve us in any way, how can we turn that around into how we're lucky to have this problem? And now I see like my insomnia has led me to what I'm doing today, which is amazing. And I figured out my life purpose and I'm excited to help so many people. And I, I feel so fulfilled knowing that. Hopefully that helps your perspective as well. Okay. Now let's get into the six things that I do every day so that I can sleep well and stay healthy. And number one, you've heard me talk about this before, is an anti-inflammatory diet. I will say I am not 100% about this because I don't think that it's easy to be in this day and age to be 100% most of the time. Now, I'll tell you when I was working on 
you know, the parasite and liver function and food sensitivities, I was 100%. And I asked my clients to be 100% while we're working on everything. That way, your body can have less stress and inflammation so that it can actually heal. And then I believe in more of that 80-20 rule where 80% of the time I'm eating really well and 20% of the time I'm going out. I'm going to a friend's house. I'm having carrot cake for dessert on my husband's birthday. And so it doesn't need to be 100% unless you are at this point where you really aren't in a healthy place and you aren't sleeping well. And then I remember I recommend being 100%. So let's talk about what anti-inflammatory diet means. So that fairly obviously means no processed foods, right? They tend to have really unhealthy oils. They have refined sugar, table salt, all of these things that, that literally create inflammation in our bodies. But even foods like gluten and dairy are also inflammatory for most people as well. Now, I don't believe that everyone needs to avoid gluten forever, but if you aren't sleeping or if you have any kind of anxiety or depression, then I do recommend that you give that up for a time while you're also working on gut health as a whole, again, to lower that inflammation in your body, to give your gut a chance to heal. So an anti-inflammatory diet is really important. And I can tell for me when this gets out of sync, say I go above 20%. Like when I was at a mastermind event a couple of weeks ago in Sedona, I ate well in that I ate a lot of salads and fresh, you know, fresh vegetables, some fruit, lots of protein, things like that. But I was still eating restaurant foods the entire time. I was also drinking every night, which almost which doesn't happen usually because I can't handle alcohol that well. And by the end of that week, my body was not feeling good. I was actually still sleeping, but I started feeling run down. My lymph nodes in my throat got swollen. So I get this feeling like I'm getting sick, even though I don't really think I'm infected with anything. It's just, I think I'm not detoxing well. And so my body is reacting in that way. I really do focus as much as I can on an anti-inflammatory diet. And that's so important. If you aren't sleeping well, that's the first thing I recommend. You can do that without doing any testing at all. Just look up anti-inflammatory diet, start following that and see how you feel. All right. The second thing I do every day is I support my liver and detoxification in some way. So I'll go through kicks where I'm drinking warm water with a squeeze of fresh lemon juice in it every morning. I take a supplement almost every day for liver support. I like Cellcor's KL support is what it's called. I also make sure I'm sweating at least once a week, if not twice a week, or taking an Epsom salt bath. So I like to do hot yoga. It's I don't always do strenuous yoga because that's not great for me, but I there is a studio in town where most of their classes are heated, and so you are sweating in those classes. In the summer, obviously, it's easier to be able to sweat when exercising. I take advantage of a sauna whenever I can. Yeah, but making sure to sweat a couple times a week is going to be really important. So supporting detox in some way is pretty key for anyone with any kind of symptoms, including sleep issues. All right, the third thing I do is I exercise every day. This does not mean I'm doing CrossFit. In fact, you want to do not too much and not too little exercise. 
for many years, I over-exercised. I moved to Jackson Hole when I was 22 and fell in love with it. I learned how to mountain bike. I learned how to snowboard. I did a lot of backcountry snowboarding where you're hiking uphill for an hour or more to then ski downhill or where we're touring all day in the backcountry. I would go on two, three, four, five-hour mountain bike rides in the summer regularly, do these very long hikes and backpacking trips where you're hiking all day. And, you know, when I was young, I could handle it. And once I started having sleep issues and my health started deteriorating, I couldn't handle exercise as much. And I realized that I had been over-exercising, which is very stressful on our bodies. So you don't want to be doing too much. But you also need to be moving every day. As humans, our bodies are meant to move. And so I made this mistake after my son was born and I wasn't, I wasn't sleeping well. But it was hard to exercise when my son was first born. And so a lot of times I would just not do anything, which is very unusual. I've always done plenty of exercise. But it's like if I couldn't really exercise hard, then it's like I could... All, I could just sit on the couch. So for the first time in my life, I was pretty inactive. And then once I started learning about sleep and the need for exercise, I started walking, at least walking every day for at least 30 minutes. That actually made a really big difference. And so, it, like I said, it doesn't have to be strenuous, but you do want to be moving your body every day. Now, luckily, I have a dog who needs to be walked. So no matter what, I'm definitely walking every day. And then I'm also doing some hiking. I still do occasionally backcountry ski in the winter. Once or twice a week at most am I doing something more strenuous. I like to go on shorter mountain bike rides now instead of hours long where I feel completely depleted afterwards. So finding that right balance is really key. But moving your body every day is really important. All right, the fourth thing I make sure to do, and I've gotten even more diligent about this lately as I've been learning more about it, is balancing blood sugar. So I have started intermittent fasting, which I don't recommend if you aren't sleeping well, because that's adding even more stress on your body and your body's already stressed from not sleeping. But it has really helped me manage my blood sugar better and it has improved my sleep, which is amazing. There are other hacks I do where I start a lot of meals with vegetables first and then eat protein and then eat carbohydrates or eating them in that order. I'm not having snacks that are sweet. In, in fact, I stop snacking at all, which is what I recommend. I recommend having three set meals and no snacks in between. And if you're, you know, want something sweet, then you're having it after a meal. So it's slowing down that blood sugar spike. So really paying attention to your blood sugar and balancing that is really important. And I've worked with a few clients who, you know, they are eating really well on paper. It looks like they shouldn't have blood sugar issues. But what happens when we aren't sleeping well is that glucose regulation happens while we're sleeping. And so sometimes that gets thrown off in people who aren't sleeping well, even if their sleep isn't caused by their blood sugar. Instead, their poor sleep is affecting their blood sugar. So there are times when it can help to have supplements to help with blood sugar and to do more aggressive kind of hacks like having apple cider vinegar before meals and, and you know, testing blood sugar 
with a glucometer, glucometer, or I got something called the Keto Mojo that you can also test ketones. But that has that is something that I pay attention to all the time. And again, it doesn't mean that I never have sweets or refined sugar. I do. I just am smart about when I have them and what I have. All right. The fifth thing I do is I support my minerals. So one of the things I discovered when I initially did this testing was that my minerals were way out of balance. My calcium, magnesium were really high. My sodium, potassium were really low. This is a classic pattern that can directly lead to insomnia. And I also had copper toxicity, which I mentioned, and, and high uranium too. It, it has taken me a few years to get my minerals back into balance. So it does take time, especially with copper toxicity. So minerals are something I support still every day. I use something called CT Minerals by Cellcor. I really think that that supplement helped balance my minerals more than anything else I did. So I highly recommend that to, and I recommend that to a lot of my clients. I also, you know, put some electrolytes in my water. So I have a reverse osmosis water filter. So that takes all minerals out. So it is really important to be adding minerals back in. But, you know, we hear so much about, about vitamins and not much about minerals. And minerals are needed for every single function in the body. And what's most important is that they are in balance with each other, especially calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium. So that is why I test all of my clients for minerals so we can help support those because that is so important. Now, the last thing I do, the sixth thing I do is I support neurotransmitters. So I take 5-HTP every day right now because my serotonin was really low and it's probably a genetic thing that I may have to supplement with forever, which makes sense to me because my family's had a lot of mental health issues and depression, a lot of my family members have had that. And so it totally makes sense that we might be deficient in serotonin. I'm fortunate that I haven't really experienced those mental health issues, but I think it's because, and actually a doctor I used to work for once told me that that's because I eat well and I take care of myself. So I'm going to talk about this in a future episode, but our genes are not our destiny. Just because we have a certain gene doesn't mean that it's turned on. It's the environmental factors that turn them on and make them quote unquote dirty or, you know, make you start developing symptoms according to that gene. But neurotransmitters are really important for sleep and obviously for mental health as well. And they reflect gut health too, because 90% of neurotransmitters are made in your gut. Figuring out your neurotransmitter levels if you aren't sleeping is also going to be key. And it might be a genetic thing that, that it will be beneficial to supplement with that for the rest of your life. So those are the six things I do. Diet, anti-inflammatory diet, supporting detox, exercise or move every day, balance blood sugar, balance minerals, support neurotransmitters. Those are my keys to keeping my body healthy. And so these are definitely where I'd recommend that you start if you aren't sleeping well. And if these things don't help, then it means they aren't enough to get your body back in balance. And so it probably wouldn't have been enough for me, you know, seven years ago when this started because I had a parasite I needed to take care of because, because I had 
foods that I was eating because I had that copper and uranium built up in my body. So if these things don't help, it doesn't mean that they aren't making a difference. It just means that you need to dig a little deeper. And that's when I would definitely recommend the lab testing that I do because those lab tests are going to show what's going on in your body that is causing your symptoms and keeping you awake. And it's, you know, these tests are very different than blood work. So, so many people tell me their blood work is quote unquote normal. Everything comes back fine. Their doctor doesn't know what to do. I will tell you when I run these, the four lab tests that I run, you know, we definitely see things that are out of whack. There is always something to address and usually multiple things. And so you really want to be looking at gut health and liver function and mineral balance and neurotransmitters and heavy metals and all of these things to get to the bottom of what's going on. And then once you correct those underlying health issues, then you can maintain your health with what I suggested. And so if this is something you're ready to do to get to the bottom of your sleep issues for good, so you don't have to worry about sleep anymore, then we should talk. The first step is you can book a free consultation. We'll talk about what's going on with your sleep, and I'll explain how the program works, how we can figure out why you aren't sleeping, and how we can help you get your body back in balance so you can sleep normally. And the link to schedule the consultation is in the show notes, so you can find it there. All right, now I just want to answer a question that someone in my Facebook group asked earlier this week, and she asked the best supplement to help with sleep. And unfortunately, there is not one supplement that's going to help, right? If there was, then someone would be a bazillionaire and no one would have sleep issues anymore. But there's not just one supplement because the reason why people aren't sleeping is different for everyone. So it's not always lack of melatonin or lack of magnesium or whatever it is. And so I can't recommend one best supplement that I think is going to work. And I also believe in testing instead of guessing. So you can spend months, years testing different supplements or guessing at different supplements to see if they'll work. Or we can test, use these lab tests that shows exactly what your body needs. Yes, you need melatonin. Yes, you need magnesium and the other minerals to balance it. And we need to work on gut health and we need to work on liver function, right? And so that's that's another reason why there's not just one supplement that's going to help because there's usually more than one thing causing your insomnia. By the time you're having a symptom like not sleeping well, your body is out of whack. And it's once one system gets out of balance, that affects another system, which affects another system because all the systems in the body are connected. So unfortunately, there isn't one best supplement. And I recommend testing to find out what your body needs. All right, feel free to send me your question if you want to answer it on the show to Martha at thecompletesleepsolution.com. I hope to see you June 1st for the webinar. And I will also talk to you next week. 